Buenos dias, buenos dias, buenos dias. Welcome to today's Mayito Minute. I hope you guys had a fantastic weekend. Here's what I got for you today. There is no one better than you, only less afraid. There's no one better than you. And yes, I'm talking to you. If you're listening to this, I'm talking to you. I'm not talking to the person next to you. I'm not talking to the person that you might recommend this podcast to or anybody else that you can think about. I'm talking about you. There's no one better than you, only less afraid. So when you think of whatever came to your mind and you said, well, wait a minute, Mario. I mean, this person is better than me. This person has performed better than me. This person has achieved more than I have. In my eyes, this person is more successful than I am. Understand that what I'm trying to communicate here is that they're they're not better than you. We need to trace this back and realize that what it really comes down to is that they are less afraid than you. They're less fearful than you. They're less timid than you. And this is something that has been, it basically just kind of sits in the back of my mind and it just cooks and it cooks and it's been cooking and it's been cooking and it's been cooking. And the more that I do the deep dive into performance, because that's what I do. I, I study performance. I read a lot. I, I study it. I, I want to understand performance and, and how an individual relates to performance and that whole dynamic. The deeper the dive I take, the more that I can't deny and the more that I want to just say amen to this particular principle of no one's better than you. It's just that they're less afraid. Now, what does that mean though? What does it mean to be less afraid? And the answer to that is the person is less afraid of what's on the other side of door number three. Right? They're, they're thinking about what they would like to do, what they would like to accomplish, what they would like to achieve. And as they think about that and as they do whatever it is that they feel is necessary to get there, to achieve that thing, to accomplish that goal, as they get closer and closer to Finding out what the answer is, here's my process, here's what I've done, here's the work that I've put in, okay, it's time to open door number three and find out what's behind it, I'm going to find one of two things. I'm either going to open door number three and it's going to have what I thought it would have in terms of my achievement, my goal, I met it, I got, I possess whatever it was, or I'm going to open door number three and it's not going to be there. And it's either going to be absent altogether 
or I will have that thing in some capacity, but not to the level that I thought I was going to have it, or it's going to be something just completely different than what I thought. I was completely off in what I was predicting. But this person, this person that we think that we think they're better than us, they stand in front of door number three, they put their hand on the handle, they turn the knob, and they open the door. They open the door. They open door number three. How do they open it? Do they open it with a little bit of anxiety maybe? It's possible. Do they open it with a little bit of kind of maybe worry or feeling of uncertainty? Maybe. Do they open it with a little bit of fear? Maybe. As a matter of fact, probably. But notice what the principle says. It says, no one is better than you, only less afraid. Not completely absent of fear. This person is not fear less, but this person is not fearful either. They're somewhere in the middle. That is okay. Place fear before us and let's look at it. Fear is not a bad thing. It's not a good thing either. It just sits there. Because fear can go in one of two directions. It's an emotion that we experience when there is some kind of unknown. What's behind door number three? I don't know the answer. I think I know the answer, but I don't know the answer. And so therefore, I can be fearful and have it take my hand off of the doorknob and walk away from door number three. It's too much for me to handle. The fear is overwhelming me. It's causing me to back away. I don't want to know because it could possibly not contain what I thought it was going to contain. I could open door number three and all of a sudden I'm faced with disappointment. Or the fear can have this excitement to it. This little bit of, I'm kind of squirming around in my seat. As I grab that handle, I'm, I'm thinking to myself, man, I wonder what's back here. Let, let's go find out. I'm an eager explorer to find out what it is that's behind that door. And what we find is, this is the difference between an elite performer and somebody who performs at a lower level than elite. The person we're thinking of that we think is better than us, they're not. But if we look at them and if we look at, look past what they've been able to accomplish, don't, let's not talk about, you know, they're in business and here's how much money they have, or, you know, they're an athlete and these are the accomplishments that they've been able to, you know, rack up and wins they've been able to rack up and so on and so forth. 
look, look before that. Look, look like one, two, three steps before that and understand that those elite level performers have had many moments in time when they had their hand, their uh, hand on the door handle on the doorknob and they were faced with the decision to have the fear produce the paralyzing, I'm going to walk away from this and not find out or have the fear produce that little bit of excitement and I'm turning the doorknob and I'm going to open the door and see what's behind it. And what we're going to find is that that person turns the doorknob and opens the door. It's not, listen, you got to track their career over time. You want to, okay, let's jump to accomplishments now. You want to jump to accomplishments? Let's talk about what they've done. Let's talk about what they've achieved. Let's talk about how special they are. And let's, all right, how many times have they, the fear produced excitement. I turn the doorknob, I open the door and, and behind door number three is not what I thought it was going to be. Behind door number three is less than what I thought or something completely different or it's absent altogether. Like I said, it's literally not what I was expecting. How many times did that happen for them? It happened a lot. Guarantee you, ask them. But here's what I want to end with. I, I want, okay, so I hope that we can kind of understand, I guess, maybe the first part of this episode where it's like, listen, what we need to do is we need to become more of these kinds of individuals that when it's time for us to step up and see the fruits of our labor, see the fruit of the intentional practice, the deliberate practice that we've put in, the process that we've plugged into, and we've been faithful to that, then it, at some point it's time to, well, what what did it produce? I mean, what... What is there to show for all of this, right? The, the actual true learning experience now comes. Like opening door number three and seeing what's behind it is going to provide us a, a learning moment, like a moment of, cool, I have that experience now. Let me take it with me to my next experience. This is how we rack up experience. This is how we develop. This is how we get better. This is how we get stronger, Right? This is how we get closer to success and being a more consistent person in the realm of successful performance, right? But in order, so we understand we've got to be more of the person that is, all right, I'm going to go ahead and reach out, grab the doorknob, I'm going to turn it, and I'm going to open that door. Great. That sounds awesome, okay? And I hope that that has been massaged into you thus far, and I hope that you're like raising your hand. I got an amen to that one. I believe you on that. That sounds solid. Because the research supports it, by the way, it's very solid. But what does it take in order for us to be more of the reach for the door handle, turn it and open door number three kind of people? Like, what does it take for us to say, all right, I get the theory of it. I understand this first part of the episode makes perfect sense. Now I actually become the person that applies it and I actually become the person that routinely does this and is excited. The fear produces the excitement to open the door. Well, it takes an environment. It takes an environment that allows us to fail, that allows us to feel safe in failure, that allows us to feel secure in failure. 
I'm not going to walk down this path too much. I'm going to say that right there. I'm going to say that if you've, maybe some of you have had this experience, if you've reached out and you've grabbed the doorknob and then you turned it and you opened door number three and it fell short of our expectations and all of a sudden, so it, it was a failure and the environment that we were in as we walked through that entire experience didn't make us feel safe. It didn't make us feel secure. It actually dinged our self-image. It dinged our confidence. Then what, what happens? What happens there? We begin to now the next time I'm, I'm willing to grab the doorknob, but I'm also thinking to myself, this isn't really a safe place for me because when I've done this before, if it doesn't work out to where it's the right answer, to where the goal is achieved, to where I get what I want, like my environment is going to come down on me hard. Now your environment most of the time are like the individuals around you, your support system. And now it, it costs us a lot more emotionally to grab the door handle, turn it, and open the door. It's already going to cost us something, by the way. I mean, how much mental energy does it cost, right, to kind of to kind of overcome that that little bit of fear that you have and actually go turn the doorknob and find out what's behind the door? It takes a it takes a lot. But now there's another layer there because now, oh my gosh, my, my environment isn't even supportive of this. My environment is is thinking it's you know. It either works out well and we'll applaud you or it works out well and we're just going to look at you and say, well, I'm glad it worked out well because that's what's expected. It's expected that you always get the right answer. It's expected that you always achieve your goal. It's expected that you always get what you want or what have you. Then we start to back away from these kinds of experiences and we don't want to do this anymore because it it just it costs too much it digs it digs us a hole into where you know one of the big things is how quickly do you bounce back from the door not having what you thought it was going to have behind it when you don't get what you thought you were going to get when your process was maybe not not ideal for achieving that goal when you fall short of a goal when you don't accomplish what you thought you were going to accomplish a really good litmus test is how quickly do you get back to work now you do some good introspection and you kind of figure out what could i have done better and you want to improve things for sure 100 percent. and you have that expectation by the way and i'm not saying you to slough off on that expectation like it still needs to be there and i would hope that you would kind of re-up on the process and get after it again but man that environment where it's safe to fail is so important. So some of the questions that I have for us today, for this one to ask is, in whatever it is that you're doing today, in whatever it is that you're looking to achieve greatness in, that's your, that's your normal job that you've got right now, where you're trying to you know, move up the ladder or you're trying to hit, certain metrics. You've got goals, right? You've got things you want to accomplish. You're an athlete and you're doing the same thing. There are certain things that you want to achieve. Think about how how safe is it? Like 
if you if you fail in what you're trying to do right now today and what you're trying to accomplish, let's just say you've got something today that needs to get done or that you would like to have get done and for some reason you don't achieve it. Do you feel outside external things pressing in on you deepening that wound and making it just harder for you to want to say to yourself, I want to go after that thing again. I know I didn't get it. I know I didn't achieve it, but I'm excited to come back to it and do it again. If the answer is, man, Mario, I'm not really very excited, then it's possible and this is difficult to kind of dissect on just a podcast because there's a lot of it's multifaceted but it's possible one of the possibilities is that your environment is creating this kind of mindset in you that it's playing a part in creating this kind of mindset in you where it is making it exponentially more difficult for you to come back around to it and this is what good leaders don't do right uh good leaders encourage the those that they're leading they encourage them hey reach out grab that door handle doorknob okay and turn it go ahead and open that door i'm right here with you open it what's behind it let's find out let's be excited about it oh look you know all of your effort has paid off all of the work that you've put in has paid off and you got what you wanted you got what we were looking for we accomplished our goals fantastic job congratulations and there's praise there right so because because think about it even when you praise the person getting what accomplishing that goal achieving that thing you're still also at the same time you're acknowledging that you were you're proud of them for the fact that they were that they went and opened that door that they took the chance to open that door so you're still communicating to them that you were you're proud of them for for opening the door because it could have gone one of two ways and we really didn't know now on the other side is when they open it and it isn't everything they thought and and it does fall short and it is a failure Now you create that safe environment. It's okay. Let me have a chat with you. Let's let's break it down. What happened? What happened? What do you think were some of the barriers? What do you think were some of the things that that caused you to not be successful this time? Notice, why don't you say this time after it? Because now you're communicating, I, I would like for there to be another time when you come back at this because I think that you can do it. So we're separating performance from the individual. You open the door and, and the door didn't contain what you wanted it to contain, but I'm I'm putting that on what's our process what do we think we did incorrectly how can we come back to this thing you're still a human being over here and i still validate and i still believe in your ability to go back and be able to do this thing 
So the environment has to be a safe environment for us to be able to fail. Because what we begin to see is now we can break down the mindset that many of us have that there are folks out there that are that are better than us. But you see those folks, what what they've done as well as put in the work, put in the effort and just beat on their craft. That's great. Many of us do that. What they do is they go grab the doorknob, turn it, open it, see what's behind door number three, but they understand that they didn't just become the kind of person that does that. They understand that that took intentionality and the intentionality that it takes is not like going up to the doorknob and just like forcing yourself to open that door against all of your wishes. They have, if you, if you look at and you read their stories and you, you watch what they've been through and you follow their uh, success over time, you notice that they had environments that allowed them to fail where it was safe for them to fail. And a lot of times the way that this takes place is they fail in anonymity. A lot of times that's how it takes place, that they fail in anonymity. Now this is interesting because what happens as you become more successful? You don't fail in anonymity anymore, do you? A a professional athlete who used to Back in high school, how many times did they fail? Nobody really knows. Nobody keeps records. How many times did they fail in college? We may have a little bit better of an idea there, but I mean, it's still, it's still relatively unknown. Once they get to the professional ranks, now all of a sudden, it's, it's really big business. And now, for some of these guys, every single one of their performances, every single one of their moments is shown, and their failures are on display for all the world to see. And what do we see with professional athletes? If we can use them as a case study, what we see is that as they become more successful and as, and let's face it, as their external environment becomes more and more poisonous and becomes more and more resistant to them failing. In other words, it's not safe for them to fail anymore. You fail, ESPN sees it. You fail, it's all over Twitter, right? So as we see their environment around them kind of crumble and not become this safe haven for failure anymore, what do we find in professional athletes? A lot of them talk about anxiety. A lot of them talk about stress. A lot of them talk about, you know, just not being able to deal with coming up short not winning the championship, not making the playoffs, whatever, not breaking the record, not coming home with more medals than they did at the previous Olympics or whatever. And those failures, they, the environment used to be more okay with the individual failing at the level that they were performing at before. But as the level gets higher and there's more attention on them, that environment begins to erode. So what we need to do is we need to cultivate an environment where it's safe to fail and hence we'll become the kind of people that are less afraid. And once we do that, we'll start to look around and say, hmm, 
this has been one of the things that's been holding me back for a really long time. One of the main things, by the way, that's been holding me back for a really long time. I'm beginning to see my fellow competitors, fellow competitors, by the way, they helped you along this journey because you learned something from them, which was that they were less afraid than you used to be. So we look at them and we go, they're actually, they're not better than me. I'm actually capable of achieving the same things that they are. Now that I'm less afraid, I'm beginning to see that. And I hope this for us. I hope that along our journey, that this would be something that we would walk in, that this would be something that we would tease out, that this would be something that we would grow in. And we understand, I hope that we understand, folks, we understand we don't graduate from the school of being afraid. It's less afraid. We don't graduate because as you turn up the heat, as you create bigger goals, as you become more successful and you go for bigger things, you understand that you will be a little fearful of achieving that next thing on your list. So this is not something that we graduate from, but it is something that we learn to accept as a part of elite performance. We learn to deal with appropriately and we learn to cultivate our environments to be supportive of this principle. Grossly important. Folks, thank you so much for tuning in. I appreciate you guys. I hope that this gets your week off to a good start. You guys are awesome. We'll talk to you tomorrow.